This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. You know, every 10 years, the uh, census uh, happens, and the parties that be, whether you're red or blue, uh, in the state of Illinois or anywhere else in the United States of America, it is very, very important for them to be able when that 10-year uh, uh, thing approaches because that's how they redraw all the maps, right? And you can go to red states, blue states. They're, they're really not even hypercritical to each other over it because they know that's the aim. They both do it. Whoever's in charge gets to draw the map. Yeah. Happens every 10 years. Oh, yeah, and it's just uh, whether it's the Republicans or Democrats in charge, that's the way it's going to work. Yeah, and they don't want really to really change it because the Republicans are still holding hope that they could be in charge and yeah. then they want to do it. Well, and then uh, if you're not in charge, you, you talk about it, uh, this being done by computer. Yeah, you know, but no one really <laughs> wants that. Uh, so we got a, a like sort of a mishmash this last go around, which and, and I'll, I think I'll prove my point just by the, the obvious that you're you're not served well when someone only needs a little part of you to get reelected. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they can ignore you and still get reelected because to that point, part. to yeah. that point, uh, here we are uh, in January, new year, uh, approaching February, you know, pretty quick. It's the end of the month. And Doris Turner, Senator Turner, comes in here once a month to be with us on the air and talk about the issues. Um, the other Turner, Sally Turner, came in. When she wanted your vote for election, we've not heard one peep from her since. Senator Steve McClure came in, wanted your vote, talk about uh, what not. Uh, one of the guys on the way out the door telling me how much he hated Darren Bailey and what a jerk he was. Uh, not on the air, of course. And, and then we've not heard a peep from him since. So two, two of our three senators... I, I don't even know if they've been back to Decatur. They certainly haven't been interested in getting to a larger audience or that the same with you? Uh, for the most part, I, I received news releases. I'm not talking about uh, just that stuff being general. I'm talking about, hey, can we get on and tell you what we're doing for you in Springfield? No, uh, no, that that really hasn't happened. And uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen a time when uh, things have been so chopped up. I mean, you ask the average person on the street, uh, who's your state representative or who's your senator? And they'll either name someone who isn't or they don't even know. And I think part of that is just because of being so chopped up. And part of that is, and part of it is because so many of these people are playing national politics that they don't identify with their constituents. That could be. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the issues today are I mean, national the, what's issues. the Illinois Freedom Caucus doing for, you know, potholes and, and roads and infrastructure and basic service? Well, I think that's the reason you, or at least it used to be the reason you you elect people. You represent us in Springfield. You're dealing with issues that affect us in this state of Illinois. National politics, that's why you have Congress people, why you have senators, you know, but you represent us here in the state. You represent our district in the state. But there's been a move, right? And, and that move, if I look at it, like red versus blue, I don't even mean policies or ideals. I'm talking about just just the people who represent us. Uh, Congresswoman Budzinski's in tomorrow. She's been a regular guest since you know before the election, after the election. Senator Turner's in here every month. Congresswoman Mary Miller hasn't done any media at all, uh, is doing nothing but national issues. You, you, you know, you have to, is it enough just to tell people to be angry or are you there to actually do something to serve the people that put you there? 
I don't know if you saw the the Pew report that was released. I did. That you did, mm -hmm. where it indicated what that the the animosity towards members of of the other party, of people's support, yep. has just risen dramatically, yep. up from like forty some percent to seventy. It's not enough to disagree. You got to hate the other person. Yeah, and that's just uh, so unlike what we've always been about. Mm -hmm. And I, I, we see that in national politics. We see it on the screen every you know every day. It's not enough to run for an office. You have to demean the person who's running against you. And that's playing out, I think, even in the, in the public, you know, in, in voters when they see this. Oh. It's, it's, it's not enough to vote for someone or support someone. You've got to put the other person down. And you also, but I think at a certain point, no matter what your party ideology, right, at what level do you just expect garbage to get picked up and roads to be paved and the fire department to show up if your house is on fire? The basic stuff that isn't red, it isn't blue, it's, it's not ideology, it's what we pay taxes for. Yeah, and you don't get much publicity out of that. It's probably one reason that uh, you know that people who many times who represent us don't concentrate on that. You know, you don't get a lot of publicity saying, "Hey, your garbage is being." Uh, yeah, I know, but the mayor's this. in here every week, Paul. Yeah, I mean that kind of elected representation has never been more. Vi I mean, they're out there. The the school superintendent. I, I mean, school board members. You, you know. But our state reps, our state senators, even our, our congresspersons, I, I, just, I don't know what they do. Yeah, and I think well, I think the point there in dividing it, too, is, is really important. You know, you don't really have an issue with uh, with the mayor. Not locally, no. No, because they're available, they're in, they're, they're, they're working on uh, garbage problems and yeah. things like that. And I think, but you get to the next level. And I think that's where people kind of lose touch or those who represent us lose touch with us. All right, Nick always thinks that, like I'm an old guy. Uh, but I'm telling you, there was a time, you, you know, a great deal of time where we had a state senator, Dwayne Nolan, a state senator, Penny Severins, a state representative, Julie Curry, you know, Democrats, Republicans. Uh, it, it, you felt like they were in touch with the community. They were always around. They were always taking questions and helping with constituent services and they, they felt you felt represented and it didn't matter whether they were a Republican or a Democrat. Well, they knew what everything uh, was about because they were there. Uh, you know, you go to picnics or something like that or any gathering. They were there. They were there talking to people. They were there listening to people's concerns and people felt they had a voice, you know, in Springfield through these people. And whether it was Dwayne or Penny, Republican or Democrat. You felt they listened to you. And, and Frank Watson was that way. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, there have been, you know, several. Right now, I just feel like I got a Google search to find Steve McClure's name. He was here uh, in June of, of 2023. I just looked up. I was looking to see. I don't remember Sally Turner. I thought here. she was here. Yeah. She's yeah. not in my recording. She, she, I, I, we, we talked. I remember talking. Wasn't she a coach or something that, like a volleyball coach hmm. or something for years in Springfield? I, anyway, uh, I mean, I get that when you're trying to run for election, there's a new map. You got to go introduce yourself. But I would expect some follow up. Oh sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, that that it, it, too often now it's just about getting the job, telling people whatever gets them angry, make sure they go don't vote for these evil people. Got to vote for me, and then they go do what? Well, I think also, you know, it, you said Brad Halbrook's your state representative. Yeah. I know. Have you ever met him? No. Okay. Shelbyville. Uh, yeah. But but you are a, a publisher of a weekly newspaper that I would say audience wise probably has the highest percentage of voters of any audience uh, uh, of any media uh, outlet in this community. Right. Right. I think so. Yeah. yeah I'm just yeah. demographics. And, and yet you've never met him. 
No, I receive, like we've talked earlier, you receive news releases, but they go to everybody, you know, the news releases. I really have had no contact. It's almost like uh, I don't remember him being in, in Decatur, yeah. you know. and But I think in, in, in somewhat fairness in this, I think, you know, the chopping up of all these districts and that, it's made it more difficult for those who represent us. I guess, but they've always done this, Paul, every 10 years. It seems like it's worse now, though. I, than it I don't know. Been. They drew Bill Mitchell's church out of his district. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> I've, they've always played these games. Uh, I met Brad Halb one time at the community leaders' breakfast years ago where he popped over and said something like, well, I think we were still on the air. I, I mean, the encounter was all of 30 seconds. Hmm. And you've never met him. No. Huh? Doesn't that seem strange to you? Yeah, well, it's, it's much different than it used to be. They used to be beating your door down all the time, you know. And, and plus, and the good ones still do. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, Nikki Basinski's an example. Yeah. She, they're always making contact. They're, they're always available. And here, look at the area she represents. Yep. It's huge. No, I know. Yeah. But but And she's also talking about agriculture. And, and I mean, like, I, I just feel like there is a big middle chunk of this country, right, that probably isn't crazy about Joe Biden or Donald Trump and are so tired of the national politics and everything is about, you know, I, I, I think that there is a craving out there for a grown-up to talk about things like paving roads and, and doing the basics, don't well, you? Well, yeah, I have that craving. I do. It, and I, that's what I think is so frustrating, uh, you know, for me and I think for a lot of people that I know because they voice that concern is they feel kind of left out of the process. The things that are important to them are no longer important to the people who represent them. And I think when you look at that, it's just like we're kind of a lost uh, yeah. voting public here that we, we want representation. We want good people in those offices. We want them to represent us. We want them to know what our views are, what our needs are, you know, in a community. And uh, in all the years I've had the paper, and it's been a long time, and I've seen a lot of candidates and a lot of office holders, I've never seen a time where I felt personally yeah. so distanced from those people who represent me. All right. Well, I, you know, it, it isn't, I don't know. It, it, this is going to be a crazy election year. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that, right, everybody? Uh, it already is. And if you're watching any of this stuff um, throughout, I, I don't know, the, the, from the national stage of a presidential election all the way down. Um, you learn more about a candidate and what they do after they get elected than all the promises they make to you before they get elected. And, and there is a less of a feeling of accountability or I'm going to come in and defend my record or I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm doing for you. I feel like there's less of that because they're all just fighting over these national fights that really – at the heart of things. I mean, like Dan's, you know, got his Supreme Court gun right. I mean, I'm not saying the Second Amendment isn't important to a lot of people, but the stuff he's talking about is is a tiny percentage of people to the general population. I just don't think they want to come in and tell you what they're doing because they're not doing that much. Well, I, I think anymore, the, those who represent us, and not everyone, but uh, many of those who represent us, you know, have their own agenda. And many times that agenda doesn't match the agenda of the people they represent of what really is important, what right. I really want you to do for us or for me. And, uh, you know, I, and, uh, you know, uh, certainly Dan Calkins has a right to his, his own beliefs and that, but I'm not sure that people vote for him just for his own beliefs. 
They vote for him because they want representation or any, uh, but, anyone but, but, else. But look at the way it's drawn. They vote for him because there's no one else on the ballot to check. Yeah. Well, how it, many opponents has he had? Well, except for the you know the first time. Yeah. I'm not sure he's had any, has he? No. And, and, and this is the crazy thing that I don't understand about the Illinois Freedom Caucus is that the Democrats want them there. They draw those districts so they're safe. Well, they want that to be the opposition. Yeah, because then they can do what they want to do. Yeah. No, but, I mean, they know they're not going to be serious about anything. Yeah. And they're not going to have any clout. They're not going to have any power. They're not going to be uh, able to persuade anything. What What has anyone in the Illinois Freedom Caucus accomplished in Springfield, Illinois? Yeah, I, I don't know. I know the answer. They don't have the them. numbers. Yeah. Well, I think that's that may be the reason too that uh, you know they turn to uh, to some of these other issues. They do not have the numbers well, to but, get something through that, that probably we would right. Like. So, so the answer is to keep running more candidates like that so that they get smaller and smaller and smaller, uh, and then the the excuse will be, well, we can't get anything done because no one will elect any more of us, so we're just going to ramble on about Trump. Well, you know, I think the, I think the, to me, uh, the ideal would be, you know, someone who, you grow the party, you grow the influence. You're not going to do that because Jim but, Edgar wouldn't be allowed in the party. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but I think you also somewhere along the line, you have to realize if I'm going to get anything done, I have to work with other people, and I see that on the national level and, yep. and many times that I, you don't work with the other party, you know, because, uh, you know, then you're an outcast, you know, if you do. You're That's not right. standing up. So then nothing gets done. Yeah, and uh, unless you're willing to work together, both parties work together, you will have no influence as a minority party. Uh, and I will tell you that I watched Nikki Budzinski do that with Mary Miller out at the Farm Progress Show. Of working together. Yeah, trying to get her to, uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, uh, which I thought was, and, and she's, I'm not saying she's not partisan. She is. She's got her beliefs and she's a Democrat. But I see her doing those very things that are that seem kind of old school today. You were right about Sally Turner, by the way. I was thinking of Doris Turner's opponent for some reason. I had that flipped in my head. She was not on the program before the election. Yeah, I looked at her picture. I don't remember. Yeah, I did, that's what I pulled up the bio and looked at it. And you were absolutely right. Uh, there was a volleyball coach. That's yeah, all I remember. I remember that person. Yeah, I think that was yeah. Doris Turner's opponent. Yeah. This is the thing. We should be able to recall this instantly. Well, the last time Sally was on, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Now, you think back, can you imagine, you know, thinking that about Dwayne Nolan? Was Dwayne Nolan in here or not? You know, it, you never used to Did think we, that. Have we met him? Yeah. Yeah. Does he represent us? Yeah. And, and I think that's the difference. And maybe it's because I'm getting older, but I've seen a lot of these campaigns, a lot of candidates, heard a lot of the promises. And it comes down to the bottom line is you're going to have to work with other people. You know, you may not, you but, may not but, agree with them, but you have to work to get things done for your constituents. I think the middle of this country, and I don't mean like geographically, I mean population, the, the people who are independents that lean left, the independents that lean right, people that are just fed up with, with what we're doing have to stand up because we're spending 80% of time on 35% of the population on both the left and the right that are taking all the noise, all of the oxygen out of the air. And I think most people just want to be able to get up and drive to work without dropping their car into a pothole. And those basic things aren't sexy. You can't fundraise off them. You know, we're to a point now where it's just theater. Yeah. I mean, it's always been a little bit of that. But they knew your name. 
You know, they Bill Mitchell was a genius. He could sum up in 30 seconds whether you lived in his district or not. And if you didn't, he'd move right on to the next. <laughs> but he knew, you know, they communicated. They, they were there. They were, you know, you felt like you knew them by first name. I mean, I don't mean like us in the media. I mean, just in general. Well, you mentioned. Dwayne Nolan knocked on your door. He didn't have to introduce himself. You knew who he was. You know, and you imagine Steve McClure popping into South Shores. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think also you, you mentioned earlier, you know, Senator Watson. Uh, he was he was uh, our senator when I was mayor. He, he lived in southern Illinois. Greenville. Yeah. But he was here a lot. Yeah. He came to, to a lot of the banquets we had. He was on the street. He was on the radio. He met with me yeah. uh, as mayor of Decatur, and he was so plugged in, you'd think he lived a block away. Yeah. He was, and, and, and here's someone who didn't even live in this community or close to this community. But I remember, though, that when they redrew that map, which is why Dwayne Nolan retired, because he would have had to run against Frank Watson, and that would have, you know, they were all longtime friends. And, and uh, uh, I, Senator Nolan brought him through to meet everybody yeah you, you know they did it the old school way of like you know here's this and this and this and this i mean i remember the first time he came in and on the air you know it was Dwayne bringing frank in and he brought him in to we were over on uh, on north park street i remember him bringing frank in and introducing him and we sat around the table and talked to yeah. him that's the way it used to work and that's the way you used to meet and know uh, the candidates and now you're lucky if you can find them yeah well know. We keep getting what we vote for, though, uh, and you know, I, people just they, instead of just getting angry about something that's some national issue that you're never going to solve in the state senate or the general assembly in Springfield, as long as you keep voting that way, that's what you're going to get. Well, I think there are just so many people, and you mentioned this earlier. There are a lot of people out there who, whose views on a lot of these social issues have not changed. Mm -hmm. I think what has changed is they don't feel comfortable representing or having people represent them that practice like hateful policies or they go four steps beyond what they believe. They believe in working with other people. I mean, you look at our own community, look what's accomplished when everybody works together. And uh, I found that true when I was in, you know, in, uh, in Parliament, I was mayor, uh, you know, that you had people that just wanted to, to showboat. And then there were other people that wanted to work together and get things done. You almost like say, you do your showboating, we're going to do the work here and get things done. And I think that's that's kind of disappeared somewhat today. Yeah. There's a lot of showboating today. And, and then what the government does, I, I saw this story in light of my situation yesterday uh, with the, the pothole that ate Pittsburgh. Um, literally, <laughs> uh, the, the federal government, uh, this isn't the state because this is impacting many states, they're now not going to allow any of those funny messages on the highway signs, you, you know, because they're too distracting. Yeah, but a pothole is. They can't pave roads, <laughs> but they're they're now the the, the electronic signs got to be more boring, uh, rather than I always enjoyed the humorous messages because I thought they caught your attention and that was the whole purpose, right? Yeah. But yeah. this is what government does. Well, you can't read the message anyway because the potholes made you have double vision probably when you're when you're going down. But that's right. I, I just like maybe government should do some things that make sense for a change you know you hear like the reports you know 300 new laws were passed yeah you know 300 new laws who can keep all of those based on all what we already have 
People don't even obey the laws now. They don't obey speed signs I, I know, or but, anything else. I, I know, but what are they worried about? It's like I, you know, the like it'll say like I find your lack of seatbelt disturbing. You know, <laughs> you go, I mean that is actually catchy. <laughs> so we're gonna put something very bland up there that you don't pay attention to at all because we don't want you to be distracted. Yeah, you fall asleep when you read it because it's so bland. And I, I don't know. Sometimes you think that that those who make those decisions in our government. Are they really plugged in to, to everyday life, to what we do, what we need? Yeah. And uh, the answer to me, it's almost like no. And I think some of the decisions that are made by these government bodies, you wonder, where did that come from? That's not even realistic. That's not even down to earth. Yeah. And, and if you want downstate representation, um, you, you know, I, I get that you're going to be the, the, the party right now. I, I mean, Jen Edgar was elected governor of the state of Illinois. George Ryan was elected governor of the state of Illinois. Bruce Rauner was elected governor of the state of Illinois. All Republicans. Yeah. Darren Bailey was never going to be elected governor. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even. And the idea that you invest all of this into something that can't ever happen, you you soon become just that annoying dog in the corner, that little one Paris Hilton dog that just barks that no one pays attention to? Or do you want to bring reasonable ideas and bring candidates to voters that might go, look, we are ignored by Chicago. Our roads are terrible. We need representation and run as grownups. Yeah. Well, I see the list and you probably do too of where all the road work's going on and that. I always look for uh, the Decatur area, you know, Macon County area. Let's make an important point because when you were mayor, I know you got a lot of the blame, and like I'm, I'm complaining all morning about 121. That's not the fault of the village of Mount Zion. That's a state road. They have no control over that. Yeah, and I think when you look at that, where all the money is going, that money is going to these places because of the influence of the people that represent those districts. And, and then you stop and you ask yourself. What, where is our representation and do they have any clout and are they getting anything done? R or D doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And I think that's an important point. I don't care if it's a Republican or Democrat. I want things done for our area that benefit the people here. I have no problem with you standing up for your beliefs and for your rights and that. And, and you certainly have the right to do that in representing There's, me. But and yes. the bottom line is, you know, do the work that right. we need. And if your idea of, of good governing is divorcing Chicago, how do you ever think you're going to actually be effective? Yeah. Are you ever going to work with Chicago to get what we need down here? Right. I mean, if, if they're the, the big bear in the room, you know, you kind of have to look and recognize that and say, Hey, I need to work as much as I can. Need a grown up, just grown ups. Uh, yeah. All right, Paul. Uh, we got thirty seconds left here uh, before we go to bottom of the hour news. Uh, we appreciate it uh, and uh, keep up the great work uh, as always. Be careful out there. Uh, it's been treacherous the last week. We well, got from ice to fog. Uh, just take a little extra time out there on the roads today. Trust me. Uh, be a few minutes late rather than cause an accident. It is really, really foggy and only going to get worse this afternoon. Paul Osborne, publisher of the Decatur Tribune, former mayor of Decatur. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media. Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.